1: Radio. What's going on ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight we have a over the campfire episode for you guys. Um, last week we kind of talked about CERN and um, that was an interesting conversation and I've got some thoughts brewing in my head after that whole conversation. So we may kind of cover those today. But first, Eric, how's it going, man? It's going all right.
0: Just, uh, you know, got for me, just another week and a half or so before vacation. And, uh, you know, just trying to get things wrapped up here with some editing and whatnot and trying to get my car fixed up before I go. But, you know, none of that is going well. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, the story of our lives, <laughs> it's not one thing. It's another. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we started doing these camp over the campfires uh just to kind of get back to our the roots of how we got started um and something that I've kind of thought about as of late and I don't know if it was the conversation about CERN or or what but um I started thinking about alien alien abduction cases and um how you've had the the one uh, situation where you thought that you were abducted just because you had, um, you didn't have missing time. You just had this weird like dream or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it just really started to make me think like, why do they choose the people that they choose for, for abductions? Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess what are your initial thoughts on on that? Um I I mean I I don't think there's really any
0: rhyme or reason to it. I think they just choose who they choose cuz they feel like it. Uh you know, I think this is people out there who would debate that no, they're the ones they choose are the ones that are open to it or uh who have some sort of significant reason for the f- like a future with these beings or something or can Uh, persuade individuals that they exist or don't exist or whatever. But you know it's one thing I think when somebody goes through an abduction or something similar uh, as an adult, but it's another when you're a child going through it. Because as a child, you can't say that they're open to it. All children are pretty much open to uh, paranormal things. So yeah, no, I, I don't think there's any true rhyme or reason like so many people claim. I think that's honestly more or less their way of wanting to be special or believing they are when really they're just happen to be uh, more or less in the right place at the right time or wrong place, wrong time, depending on how you view alien abductions.
1: I suppose that would depend on how, how well the abduction went too. like if you weren't harmed, then it went well. <laughs> if you were <laughs> harmed, it wasn't so good. Um, yeah, I
0: suppose. And, and obviously <laughs> that all depends on the type of uh Extraterrestrial that's abducting you too, apparently. Uh, since there are some who are more, um, more dangerous than others, there are some who are interested in this science and the uh, we call it like the the embitterment of human of humanity. While there are other alien species that perhaps are only interested in studying and even destroying. Uh, humanity not really caring what they do or what the end result is, uh, you know, such as someone being just mentally messed up after going through a horrible abduction experience.
1: Right. I I would assume that you probably would have some type of uh, PTSD or something um, to that effect if you had such a horrible. Experience, And there are people out there that have this and not even know what it's from because they don't realize they've been abducted.
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think you know, abductions seem to happen in a number of different ways, scenarios. Um, you know, some are very clear that they're abductions and others are just elapsed time or so dreamlike that that's all the person believes it to be is a dream or a nightmare in some cases. Uh and so yeah, I, you know, there, there there are plenty of individuals out there who have spoken about it, but don't necessarily believe that they were abducted. They just believe that, you know, they, they use it more as a scientific evidence to prove that they weren't abducted. It was just a matter of the mind, uh, you know, as opposed to an actual physical thing that happened.
1: Right. Um I can't remember The guest that we had on, I can't remember his name all of a sudden, but he was talking about how um, there are people that have been abducted that say that they've been healed Mm -hmm. afterwards. Um, Mm -hmm. So, that's another interesting um, idea to think about because I mean, essentially they were abducted for them to be uh, cured of whatever disease, so I guess would it would it be something where um, extraterrestrials are... I mean, obviously, if they're abducting people, they're doing some type of experiment. But um, are they experimenting on people that have disease or is it kind of like a side effect from what they decide to do or remove or anything like that? something that I've been thinking about as far as that goes to um, for the abductions.
0: Uh, I, I mean, we'd really have to look at a grand majority of abduction cases and see what the similarities are between the individuals uh, prior to the abduction. Uh, Cause I think that's the only way we could really find out whether or not there's anything in common and could point us into the direction of why maybe they were chosen uh, whether it is some sort of mental health thing or a physical anomaly or a certain belief system or something like that would certainly help determine why they're being abducted and the reason or, or i should say that the type of uh, abduction that they're experiencing uh, but of course there's a lot of cases. I'm sure there's someone out there working on that and I'm sure there's stuff out there that's already been kind of studied regarding that. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like the most common thing that we've come across in our interviews with individuals is that they've all been more or less open-minded to the possibility of extraterrestrial life. Uh, and that's about it, which of course is also kind of concerning because does that mean if you're open to it, that you kind of allowed your mind to, open a pathway or a doorway while you're sleeping into a dream world that isn't real like that. I mean, we, we we've talked about fear and how that affects the individual's mind. You know, you watch a horror movie, you go to sleep, people have mm. nightmares. So th- having those type of beliefs uh, of, of extraterrestrials in existence uh, could certainly be a benefactor in, or as to why they were abducted.
1: Um so the people that say that they have implants I I've wondered this for a while um and I really don't know how to to think about it because um the, you've seen the the pictures of people that have like the L shape in their under their skin mm-hmm. or whatever um if all of that is a hoax Like how messed up do you have to be to do that to yourself just to make people think, I I mean, I'm not saying it's, it is a hoax. I mean, maybe they truly did, but there are hoaxers out there and I, I could foresee people doing something like that to hoax, you know? Sure.
0: Well, I, you know, what I find interesting about that whole situation is that there are people who get the x-rays to find out, that they have something, but then they refuse to have it surgically removed. Why has nobody had it removed? You know, and I think there was only one case in which we talked to someone where they said, Oh, as you try to, to, to dig for it, it goes deeper and they just can't get it out, which I think is bull. Um, you know, eventually can only go so far, <laughs> you know, before it comes out the other side. Right. So you know, I think that in of itself is a little odd. It it doesn't make sense, and it it definitely drives into the idea that there is some sort of hoax happening. Um, the fact that somebody is unwilling to investigate it further and find out what it really is, uh, but since no one's, as far as I know, has come forward to say, "Oh yeah, I've had mine removed, and this is what it is," well, now it's just speculation on our part. Like, are they telling the truth or are they not? So I think you have to have a certain bit, a certain amount of dual or gullibility
1: gullibility i think a lot can be said about the paranormal community and the gullibility (laughs) of people yeah (laughs) um so you've kind of shared it on air before but um through your experience where you thought you were abducted like did you think that at the time or was it something you've kind of come to realize after we've been doing the show and talking to different people and stuff like that.
0: Oh, no, I, I knew it when I woke up, like that moment. I, di- I didn't know if I was abducted. I just knew it had something to do with a UFO or alien something, extraterrestrial. Uh, I don't remember the entire, like, as soon as I was able to calm down. and, I mean, Yeah, I was young. You know, I was probably about 10 years old or so. But even to this day, I remember knowing immediately that like, that was something extraterrestrial. Um, at least I think it was, I mean, you know, I can't, I can't really say for sure. I'd have to go through some sort of, uh, what, what do they call it? Uh, where they, where they, we've talked about it recently, uh, where you like get into the mind, do like a meditation or whatever to have you recall
1: past yeah, memories, memory, memory recalls. Yeah. Uh, so
0: yeah, but without being able to do that, all I've got is that flash.
1: Now, when when that happened, was it still night when you woke up? Or
0: yeah, yeah, it was still pitch black. It was, it was uh, where my statue room currently is. It was in that room that my bedroom or that my bed was in, uh, and underneath the window, and I was laying next to the wall under the window, and yeah, it was still dark. I don't know what time it was, but it had to be somewhere between uh, midnight and 2.30 30, 2 a.m. Probably, I would think. But yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't one of those things where it's like, oh, I woke up and it was daytime, you know, it is. who knows could have been a dream could have been I don't know.
1: Now, would you ever go to somebody to have uh, to try and get your memory from that?
0: Yeah, I just don't know that I'm th- the problem with that is I don't know that I'm capable
1: like susceptible I am so, to hypnosis.
0: yeah, uh, I'm not susceptible to it. Cause my mind is like on a constant race. Uh, you know, it's thought after thought after thought, and there's no calming it. So in, in order to, I think, be hypnotized, you need to be able to control your mind and really focus uh, on what is being said. And mine just, I I don't, I can't do that. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> But are you willing to try oh. if they're going to do it for free? I ain't paying somebody for something that can't be done.
1: <laughs> um, well, I mean, there are ways for you to do it yourself. But me personally, I wouldn't trust myself to hypnotize myself because I'd be scared that I wouldn't be able to bring myself back.
0: I imagine there's probably some sort of... Uh, it's probably going to be something i look up, actually, today. Now, uh, something on YouTube, uh, you know, they have a lot of meditations and whatnot on there. I'm mm. uh, sure if you looked up memory, re- memory, recall, or hypnosis, you'd be able to find a video that can help, you know, be the voice, uh, an outside voice to kind of help you drift into that meditation or that, that, uh, hypnosis and then pull you back out of it. But maybe on, on the safe side, let somebody know it's happening. So if they don't hear from you in a certain amount of time, they come check. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's something that's kind of scared me as a whole, not just for hypnosis, but, um, when people talk about astral projection and how they've, they've done it so many times. And it's like, if I'm able to leave my body and it's probably just a fear, but it's one of those things that it's like, I, I don't know that I want to do it and not be able to get back or not understand how to, to reverse it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a thing. I don't think there's anybody who's had (laughs) done extra projection is just lost out there somewhere. You know, it's not like the body dies. The body's continuing to, to, to function as normal. Uh, So it's not like, Oh, this person's unconscious unconscious. You know, that's just, I don't know. Put them in the hospital. That is that is that maybe why all these people in comas aren't really in comas? They're just in stuck in astral projection. I don't know. But maybe.
1: I've never uh, heard of such uh, a thing, so maybe just too much fiction that I've read. It's probably what it is. <sighs> um Yeah, I'm kind of drawing a blank here so do you have anything that you have for thoughts?
0: Uh, well, I mean, you know, it, it is now the end of August. We're going into September, and in, as of this recording, just about a day away from September, and there are, of course, shows beginning. This month or this month of September, uh, second week I think for Halloween, it's all been kicked off, which is crazy that we're already in that season. Uh, you know, some of the most popular ones, of course, which is my favorite, is like Halloween Wars. I don't know if you've ever seen it, uh, but it's Mm-mm. basically a uh, they they use different types of cake and candies and stuff to create these huge uh, horrific scenes uh, based on some sort of uh theme and so these things can be anywhere from a couple of feet you know like from one or two feet to six seven feet tall and just all this gore and whatnot it's really fun a lot of a lot of fun stuff uh i think zach Bagans is once again hosting that as he did last year so he must have pulled in a whole lot of new views last year uh <laughs> to have him come back again uh that, that's pretty rare
1: um, i mean of course he did he's zach Bagans. of course he pulled sure of you. Uh,
0: you know and he's also got uh, you know the new season of ghost adventures comes out uh in two weeks as well i believe and he's also got a new special coming out uh i have to look it up the devil uh devil's something uh it, it takes place in a i think uh i want to say it was a prison but like for children uh, like a wayward house or something uh, where supposedly the devil lives or lived and so they're doing a special I think it's two hour event uh, for that investigation and then he's also got another season of uh, the haunted museum coming out uh, so that's I and mean, the dude's just he's got so much stuff happening
1: I didn't realize he was doing a show to kind of uh, go with the museum. I thought it was just the museum itself that he had.
0: No, no. He did, he has two shows for the Haunted Museum. Uh, one is going over some of the pieces uh, within the museum itself and talking about the history of that piece. The other one is a narrative based on the pieces that he has. So in, in that case, it's basically... Let's say he, he picked up a haunted mirror is actually one of the items. Um, there's a certain story that went came with it and so what he does is uh he he works with or or, or works to develop a story a narrative story a short film uh that is based on that mirror and what probably happened or might have happened uh prior to it coming into his possession uh so they're really fun They're, they're fun little short creepy films um you know they're not documentaries so that's a very different thing uh that that he's been doing that started last year i believe there's another one coming up this year now for for around halloween as well uh but yeah and then all the other ghost shows you know ghost hunters is coming back uh this month i believe uh i know well expedition unknown is actually gonna be wrapping up here expedition unknown is one of those that kind of falls more in the adventure and travel aspect as opposed to paranormal but he kind of you know he, it jumps around. He, there's a bit of paranormal in some episodes and there's more of the history aspect in others. So that is actually, I think coming to a wrap here. Uh, so that'll be ending, but I think there are some other shows that I know Josh Gates is working on as well. Uh, that should be starting up soon here. Uh, one in particular, actually, which I'm looking forward to is, uh, Oh, what is it? It's a, it's like a, 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 uh, adventurers club of some sort or guild an adventures guild where okay it, there's like this special guild uh where all these people who are uh explorers uh gather together and they have meetings and stuff like that you know and he's taking you inside of that and learning about some of these other um expeditions that other explorers have gone on uh, so that's a lot of fun not so much halloween but
1: still a cool show that's going to be coming up Right, uh, it's funny you bring up Zach Baggins because I don't, I can't remember if I ever told you this, but we were, uh, Shelley and I were at the Applebee's here up by our house, and um, we heard uh, a customer couple and the bartender talking about hauntings, and um, so you know I had chimed in, and uh, she goes. Yeah, you know, I don't think I'd want this restaurant um, investigated because they thought that the Applebee's is haunted, unless it's like Zach Baggins or somebody coming in to do the investigation. And all I think to myself is, first, and no offense to you, Zach, if you're listening, um, why the hell, Zach Baggins? (laughs) Why? Why wouldn't you go with your local team? And secondly. I highly doubt Zach Baggins is going to come to an Applebee's in the middle of Bismarck to do an investigation just because you want him to.
0: Yeah. This, I don't know how that works. Because Applebee's is a franchise, so I don't know if there's separate owners that can do that. I think they have to go through the main uh, headquarters. The corporate for, for yeah. Applebee's. Yeah. Um, the only reason that a restaurant would typically have someone like Zach Bagans or Jason Hawes come out is so that they can appear on TV and hence get more customers uh, after premiere. That would really be the only reason. Or you just like the show so much that you want to meet either of them uh, and have them
1: come out and do an investigation. <laughs> so something that's coming up for you, speaking of spooky season, is you're planning a trip to Salem. Mm-hmm. Now, is there anything out there specifically that uh, you've looked up that you're wanting to, to see or or uh, do?
0: Um, not particularly. Uh, there, so I, I've read quite a few articles, and basically they said there's no point in spending, you really can't spend more than a day in Salem. You'll see it all within a couple hours. Uh, it's just a crash course in history, which, you know, People like you and I already know the history. So it's right. more so just going to see it, the actual place, I'm like, oh, that's where this happened, that's where that happened. Um, so, you know, I'm going to go see, of course, the the uh, the one remaining house that that still exists f- f- uh, from the Salem Witch Trials. And then I'm going to go check out some of the other houses and places that were used uh, in the filming of Hocus Pocus. Uh, so I'll be checking those out. Uh, other than that, it's, pretty much there's there there is a trail uh it used to be called the red line it's called something else now uh, and it kind of takes you on this historical tour uh just with audio so no guide. you know hmm. anyone who knows me i don't like going on tours i don't like guides i don't that's not fun <laughs> for me i don't enjoy it i don't feel like i don't like feeling like a tourist so i'd <laughs> rather go out by myself and just look at stuff and be adventurous. Uh so yeah, you know, there is not too much happening. Uh just going to kind of spend a day there, uh soak it all in, probably stop at a few stores, uh you know, get some witchy stuff and then head up to Portland, Maine and spend a day up there.
1: Now, folks, if you have any suggestions for Eric while he's there, make sure you uh email us or comment um even leave a voicemail on the website if you want uh cuz we would love to hear everybody's uh experiences from Salem if you've been there. Um I I do hope I am able to get there into New Orleans sometime in the near future cuz I th- I think that would be kind of cool to just see it. Um and then you'll have the experience if you're able to go and I can go too to just tell me where everything is and we don't have to mm-hmm. waste time. <laughs>
0: You know, one thing I I did want to ask you because I don't know if you saw, uh, but I figured you'd be excited, maybe excited for it. There is a Hellraiser reboot coming out uh, this year, within like I think it's next month. Uh, have you seen anything about that
1: yet? Um, I think I had seen like an advertisement on Facebook or something, but I I didn't know how to feel about it.
0: Hmm. It does premiere on October seventh and i i don't know it should be it should be interesting i, I suppose my concern is it is coming out on on hulu and notoriously hulu is pretty horrible with their films and primarily because jason blum releases a ton of stuff and his stuff has just been <laughs> crappy Okay, for years, it's been crappy. It's it's really bad. Because, uh, you know, I, I, I always liked Jason Blum's stuff. Uh, but unfortunately, he started kind of getting away from taking time to flesh out stories to just cranking out movies uh, just because he can. And just like a lot of Tyler Perry's stuff, it's crap. All crap. So... <laughs> You know, I guess that's what happens when you decide to cheapen your product and just release stuff to release stuff. Uh, so hopefully, Hell Hellraiser will be a little better. I know they're taking a few different, um, made a few different choices here. I know Hellraiser himself is now a herself, uh, so they have a woman playing Pinhead I now. I
1: saw something like that, yeah.
0: Um, which she'd talk to you about that later because there's something else i want to mention but i don't know full details about it so i'm not going to mention it on air uh because i'd hate to put out information that isn't entirely accurate uh but i'd like to get your thought on it uh and then yeah so i mean other than that it's just some really i don't know some some really fun stuff i think that are coming out i know there's a short series coming out on hulu i think it's hulu hulu or netflix um where it's a s it's a full series of 13 short films, I think. Uh I don't know if they're coming out all at once or over the course of 13 days, but they're all horror films as well. Uh so yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff coming out this year
1: for for Halloween. If it's anything like the nightmare on Elm Street reboot, I'm not going to like it.
0: Yeah, I, I can't imagine it's gonna be very good. <laughs> I I really
1: I don't know. We'll see. Did you ever see the the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot? Yes. What were your thoughts on that?
0: I mean, don't reboot stuff. It's just that simple. <laughs> there has not been in my... As of this moment, I can't think of a single movie that's been rebooted that was good. Off the top of my head, which means there probably isn't many. I'm sure there's a couple that are pretty decent, but... Off the top of my head, there hasn't been a single one. So I don't imagine that Hellraiser is going to be any different. I think it's going to cater more toward the uh the younger generation who hasn't seen the original Hellraiser or mm-hmm. doesn't fully understand what the story is. Um, but for people like you and I who grew up with movies like that, you know, I just don't think it's gonna work. It's like, you know, well, it it was a decent reboot in my opinion. Mm. I enjoyed those two movies. Um, Vastly different uh, from from what we saw when we were children. Um, And I know there is a Pumpkinhead reboot that's somewhere around the corner. It's been in talks for years. uh, So we'll see how that goes. But I think it's going to be hard to kind of beat the originals on that as well. But we'll we'll see.
1: Right. Well, and There's one in particular reboot, not a horror movie, but it was still a good movie. Um Total Recall, the reboot on Total Recall. I thought it was, it wasn't as good as the original, but it was still a good reboot. Okay. Um, But yeah, I'm trying to think. There's, there's a bunch of sequels that have been promised over the past three or four years, like Beetlejuice 2, um, Oh, gosh, there was a couple others that I had saw that I'm like, ah. I mean, it would have been relevant 20 years ago because that's how long the movies have been out. Um, right. But yeah, I, I, I don't know how I would feel about like if they tried to reboot Beetlejuice or reboot. um Well, Hocus Pocus is getting a sequel, mm-hmm. so that should hopefully be good um Mm -hmm. but uh if they tried to reboot it it would just be like no man get get out of here it's not going to be as good as the original because we remember how good it was
0: right and we know what they're going to do if they try to reboot it i mean it the original you know starred three prominent women they would have no choice but to reboot it with three prominent men because that's what hollywood does they like to (laughs) f it all up by changing genders and all this stuff it's it's ridiculous um i mean ghostbusters is more um, enough said <laughs> the the, right. the 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 quote unquote reboot of ghostbusters was horrible and despite wanting to do a second one the studio said no because it sucked
1: so yeah <laughs> I that's have why not, they had
0: to huh uh
1: i was going to say i have not been able to see the the sequel Oh, afterlife is kids.
0: Afterlife is fantastic. I I really enjoyed Afterlife. Uh, But what's funny about that is, like, Afterlife, I mean, it's more or less what what they wanted to do initially, but then they ended up going with the reboot. And because the reboot flopped, they decided, okay, let's bring the sequel. And the sequel did way better than Hmm. the reboot. So it's, I mean, it, it doesn't make like yeah that's it's normal that because people people want to you know reminisce
1: on the classics they don't want to see a new product you know what I mean right all right folks we're about at the halfway mark so we're gonna take a quick break um, and we will be right back with Paratruth Radio Bonjour this is fabulously delicious the French food podcast I'm Andrew Pryor.
0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Truth Radio. As always, my name is Eric,
1: and I'm Justin,
0: and we're just kind
1: of hanging out, enjoying a
0: little campfire episode, if you will. There is, of course, no camp and no fire, so I guess it's just a rabbit hole episode, really. But you know, hey, to each their own. You just ruined um, the
1: the euphoria because I was going to have a bunch of fire background on, on this. Oh well, I didn't know
0: that. <laughs> 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 little details that we don't share with each other folks we find out halfway through an episode um speaking of campfire i went to the store today to buy whiskey cuz i am tapped out of all my whiskey minus my christmas whiskey which is not open and my halloween whiskey which is not yet opened um so i went to the store to try to find the campfire s'mores whiskey um mm-hmm. that we had when we did our original campfire episodes they don't have it here unfortunately at least not at my giant eagle so oh, of course <laughs> that sucks i mean i maybe i'll find something down south when i'm when i'm in north carolina in a in about a week and a half uh but man, let me, i just got to tell everybody this real quick um this is a plug we are we do not we're, we are not sponsored by evan williams but evan williams if you want to sponsor us it is my choice whiskey for our podcast um because <laughs> I bought a huge ass bottle for twenty bucks flat, seventeen ninety nine, and I don't. I tried to find the liters on it to find out exactly like mm. milliliters or whatever how much was in there, and it doesn't say anywhere. Uh, but you know, you have like the the typical small bottle of Jack Daniels, which I think is like twenty something dollars, uh, mm-hmm. twenty five bucks, something like that. Uh, this one's a step above that for 20 bucks to get as much as you get. And this stuff is like really good for, for 750 milliliter bottle. You're paying 1499 for this stuff. It's my favorite go-to drink every day type of whiskey, because you can just put it down and not worry about, you know, the amount of money you spent on it. It's not like my $75, hundred dollar whiskey bottles that I have in the corner that, that I'm sipping like once a year. Uh,
1: not like the fifty dollar yeah, you know, bottle of Glenlivet that I I try and yeah. ration as much as possible.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know it's not one of those. This is like, oh, I spent fourteen ninety nine and, and I killed this bottle in a week. No big deal. I would spend fourteen ninety nine next week on something else. Dumb. So let's go get more whiskey. Uh, but you know this <laughs> does. It, it's it's really good. It's thick. It's not watered down. Uh, you know it's clean, smoothish. For the most part and it's just it's a good all-around whiskey i think it could be you know really good for uh, i sip it straight on my whiskey i typically sip straight uh but i think it'd be good for
1: mixing as well now we're gonna have to tag evan williams in the social media posts for the episode Amen. so they listen and be like yeah hey guys you got a good mention here <laughs> <laughs> uh with that being said too um one thing that we did while Eric was out here, we had tried. We would wanted to do more than one, but we ended up only doing one episode of Paramixology. Um, so we'll be getting that out uh, as soon as Eric's caught up on all of his his finicky fox productions. Um, so we'll be getting that out soon. So make sure you're checking YouTube channel for that, and then of course we'll be sharing it to all the other social medias as well. Um, but that was that one that we did was actually better than I thought um, it was going to taste. And um, we do plan on doing more as as time goes by and we are able to get together. Um, So if you guys have any ideas, we would love to hear hear what you have to say because sometimes it's really hard to come up with drinks that haven't already been invented. I mean, we can do our own spin on them, but Oh, for sure, but um, but yeah, the the one whiskey that I really did like that we got while we were here was the schmallow. I didn't think I was going to like it, but it, it actually w- wasn't horrible. It tasted like a toasted marshmallow, pretty much.
0: Yeah, it really did.
1: Um, now I gotta find who the brand is and make sure that they get a plug too, so that way they're like fighting over who's going to sponsor paratruth radio.
0: Oh, it's okay. They both can.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, this is going to be a little bit of a short of an episode. Um, the, the campfires and the, the, uh, down the rabbit holes are never usually super long, but, um, make sure you're checking out all the good stuff that we've got going on. Uh, we do have, uh, some guests coming up. We have some more campfires coming up and, uh, down the rabbit holes. On top of that, we are, as Eric said last week, very close to uh spooky season. So we'll be going over all of those different, um, past, uh, um, myths and all that stuff that go along with Halloween. Um, we will definitely be trying to find something new as well even though it's kind of rough sometimes find something new on halloween <clears throat> um but with that being said our guest uh next week we actually have a guest and his name is um his name is Vincent Field uh he's done a bunch of different things in the paranormal but uh he wrote a book about astral projection and lucid dreaming which I'm kind of excited to talk to him about that because we've not actually had a guest on specifically for lucid dreaming dreaming um we have i think talked to somebody about astral projection in the past um more so like do you remember the the guest we had had on when we were doing night stalkers and um I can't remember the name of the book, but she basically was doing astral projection in her sleep. Mm-hmm. She was like a, a nurse or something or a, a, worked in the health field. Yeah. Um. Just FYI for you folks. um, One of the very few times I've kicked Eric while we're recording because he was falling asleep because it was, midnight when we were doing our episodes at that point
0: (laughs) i don't i don't miss those episodes or those recordings
1: (laughs) probably the only time i've ever had to kick eric (laughs) while we're recording (laughs) uh and that was while we were on a different network and i was like "We have to be more professional we have to do it right and now (laughs) we just do our own thing and we're on a network so but alright folks that's pretty much all we've got this week um stay tuned for all the great stuff coming uh like I said we've got uh guests next week we've got some um down the rabbit holes it's gonna be a fun couple months especially getting into Halloween so any um housekeeping or anything we have to do uh no, I, I not this week. I think we're good. Okay, all right, folks. Um, until next week, we're we will be talking to Vincent Field. Uh, make sure you're tuning in same time, same channel. My name is Justin, and I'm Eric. Peace. what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure.
0: Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come through. The post-Cold War era is over. Dotcom The Hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me Katie Puckrick. Just search for dotcom that's D-O-T-C-O-M